this, this next gentleman is one of the first people I met in Jessup when I started teaching. Uh, Dale, Dale uh, was kind enough to do one of the first programs for, for uh, the Steve Brown Arts Center, and uh, yeah, he's kind enough to uh, tell us the story about the mysteries of fishing. I was sitting there thinking, you know, it's really great. I don't have to follow Strabula's fart story. <laughs> but now I think maybe that would have been the better. But uh, we'll do what we can here. Does anybody want to go to the get the meal before 9 o'clock? Because we're running long here. Or, I don't know. Uh, well, I'll just go. Ah, there's a baseball man named Leo DeRocher. And... Uh, he was the manager of the Giants when Bobby Thompson hit the home run, and he managed the Dodgers, he managed the Cubs, and he, actually after he died, he's in the Hall of Fame. He uh, was called Leo the Lip, because he always was chattering away, and actually was suspended from baseball for one year because he was uh, living with this movie actress that happened to be married to somebody else in baseball. You didn't do that kind of thing, so. But anyway, Leo had a quote, after someone was questioning some of his decisions, he said, baseball is like church. Many attend, but few understand. And I got to think, well, it's a lot like fishing. Because a lot of women think they know about fishing, but they don't really understand. And so I thought I would talk about three of the myths of fishing. And uh, you will recognize them, I think. Okay. The first myth we always want to talk about is that all fishermen are liars. Well, actually, that's not a myth. That is, that is very true. Um, <laughs> fishermen are born honest, but they, they soon get over it. So, I, myself, am a lying fisherman. And I've had trouble with it. And so uh, recently I joined uh, a group in Jessup. It's called Liars Anonymous. And uh, many people are surprised that there's a group like that in Jessup. But there's lots of liars in Jessup. I mean, uh, you probably know some of them, and, uh, and we don't have professional liars like lawyers and politicians, we just have regular people trying to, to, to better themselves. And so, uh, the last meeting we had a couple weeks ago, and I was the last one in the door, and so the guy running the meeting, he's a little miffed when he has to wait, and so he uh, thought maybe I should lead off the meeting. And I said, okay. So I get up there and I said, hello. I says, my name is Dale and I'm a big fat liar. And they all said, what did he say? <laughs> Come on, you've been to AA meetings. Hi, Dale. They all said, hi, Dale. And I said, it's been, oh, 17 minutes since I told my last big whopper. And the late guy running the meeting said, wait, wait a minute. 17 minutes? He said, you, you, you kind of dropped out of the pro. 17 minutes? You better tell us about that. And I said, well, okay. I says, I was out, my daughter lives in Michigan, close to Detroit, and I was out there visiting her, and I flew back to, and I wanted to get to the meeting, because these meetings are important to me. And we couldn't land at Cedar Rapids because there's a herd of deer or something. This is absolutely true, a herd of deer on the runway. And so we went on to Waterloo. And they had a bus there that was gonna take us back to Cedar Rapids, we'd get our car, but I thought, I'm not gonna make it 
to the meeting. And so I, my kids got me one of them phones. And so they had an Uber on there. So I pushed the Uber button or whatever, sent a text. And there was a guy right outside the airport, just kind of hanging around waiting for a fee. And so I got in this Uber car and he's going to take me to Jessup. Well, we're driving along and I noticed on his sun visor, he's got a picture there of a boy. And the boy's holding like, you know, like a 12 inch, like a largemouth bass, nice little fish. And so I commented, oh, is that your son? Yeah, it's my son. And he, he caught this nice bass, and I took a picture, and I said, every time he catches a bigger fish, I'll change the picture out. I said, well, that's really nice. I think, you know, fishing's a great thing. I, I like to fish myself. And he said, oh, well, what's the biggest fish you ever caught? Well, that's entrapment, if you're lying. <laughs> but anyway, I told him about this 72-inch muskie I thought up in Canada, and it took me an hour and a half to get in. It was this big around, and uh, it was just the most wonderful fish. I had this big sucker I was using as a bait and had a triple hook, triple hook on the side, and that fish just hit that sucker and pulled it in. I, oh, it was just a wonderful fight. Guy said, well, that sounds really great. He said, did you have a picture of this fish? Well, I said, no, I said, just my fishing buddy and the guide, they're just the three of us in the boat, and it took all three of us to hold it up so nobody could take the picture. <laughs> well, he, he actually bought that. So, <laughs> so I get to the meeting, and I tell my story, and it's kind of sad. I have read Totally. I'm so excited myself, I forgot what I was going to say next. <laughs> my sponsor was there. I felt sorry for my sponsor because he's a great guy. And you know, he calls me once a week and wants to know how it's going with the lying and everything. And I said, oh, everything's fine. You know, but I, mean, I should have known I was lying because I was lying all the time. But he never caught on. But anyway, my sponsor, he's a great guy. He was a really terrific fisherman. Uh, he'd fish in puddles, you know, he's fishing in, in Otter Creek, he fished in lakes, Mississippi, little lakes, big lakes, great lakes, out on the ocean, just love fishing. And uh, he was getting set to go fishing one more time again, and his wife called him in the house. And she had the kids lined up, and she's, there are five of them, and she said, name them. Well, he got three of them right, <laughs> but apparently that wasn't good enough for her. And so right away, she called, they opened the door, and the parents came in, and the minister came in, and they had one of these interventions. And so that was the end of, of his fishing. He was all done for. And it was kind of nice because they had a nice yard sale, and I picked up some MEP spinners and a whole box of these weedless spoons that hadn't ever been used. They were at a real good price, and so uh, it worked out pretty well. Uh, he and I were pretty good friends, and he, was, he asked me over to his garage. He had a garage workshop. And I was helping him with this project, and he needed a, a piece of two-by-four. And he said, get that. It's in the back of the garage. There's a pile of wood back there. So I went back there. I'm looking for just the right piece of, of two-by-four. And I look behind this piece of plywood that's leaning against the wall. And I said, oh, there's a, a nice graphite rod down there with a really, really nice reel uh, full of uh, some braided line. And uh, there was a box of uh, this... Uh, with a plain old clear boxes, you can see there were uh, crankbaits in there and all kinds of jigs and spinners and inline spinners and other the clothesline spinners or the safety pin spinners and so just lots of them. And I didn't say anything, I just put the board back, but I'm, I'm really sure that uh, if his wife dies first, right after the funeral, he's going to be headed to Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, all fishermen 
are liars. We do the best we can. But uh, if you kind of go with it, and you know it, you know, because every day I read the newspaper and it's just full of truth, just full of truth. <laughs> and every now and then I got to go fishing or swap some stories with fishermen just to get that taste out of my mouth. <laughs> Uh, the second myth I wanted to talk about was that men go fishing so they can sit in the boat and drink beer all day. Well, I, it's not true. That's a myth. There was these two guys in a boat on the lake, and a bottle come floating by, and the guy reached out and picked up the bottle and pulled out the cork, and this genie popped up. And the genie said, oh, you freed me from my prison. I'll give you one wish. The guy said, I wish this whole lake was beer. And the genie said, okay. Poof, and the whole lake is beer. He looked at his buddy, and his buddy said, well, that was really stupid. He said, what do you mean? He says, the whole lake is beer. Yeah, but now we'll have to pee in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a problem. Anybody ever go fishing, you gotta, go, you, gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta pee. You get out there, and you don't wanna go clear in just to do that and everything, and so there's kind of a, Men, when they're in a boat, they never have to urinate or go potty or anything. They have to take a leak. They care if you're a Harvard professor of English, that's what you do. I have to take a leak. Well, immediately, they know there's two things. Okay, you can, there's two, you can sit down and have like a can or a bottle, and you can urinate into the can or bottle, and you dump it in the water and rinse it out and fine. Or you stand up and you see which way the wind is blowing. That's very important. <laughs> and you just kind of go over the side. Now, while this is happening, the other man turn and look the other way. That's very important because everybody knows if you see another man's wiener, you either go blind or you get gay. <laughs> uh -oh. Now, I was in high school. I played sports, and so I was in a lot of locker room showers. And I was in the military, gang showers and everything, and so I've seen lots of wieners. But I didn't, I didn't turn gay, but I, I did have to start wearing glasses, so I don't know if that's part of it or not. But anyway, fishing, the water temperature in fishing is very important. A few degrees one way or the other can, can really mess up how the fish are biting. So if you've got tons of fishermen out there drinking beer, drink beer at 40 degrees and it comes out at about 98.6 more than likely. And so pretty soon that lake starts warming up a little bit and then the fish quit biting and everybody has a rotten time. So most fishermen will tell you drinking a lot of beer on a lake is not a good thing to do. It's just a myth that that's what people do. Okay? Last thing I tell last myth is that uh, men go fishing just to get away from their wives. Well, that's not true. A lot of men go fishing with their wife. And I remember the first time I went fishing with my wife. And we were in Minnesota, and we, I, was, I was a crick fisherman. You know, just throw the water, throw it in the water. And so a, a friend had offered, said, why don't we take the wives and we'll go to Minnesota fishing? And well, okay, I've never done it, you know, but I will try it. So I get up thinking, okay, he and I are going to go fishing, and the women are going to go shopping, and then they're going to make supper or whatever. Well, he got in the boat with his wife, and but the way they went. And so I got my wife there, and I said, okay. So the guy that rented me the boat, I said, okay, can you uh, kind of give me a little lesson on how this motor works and everything? So he showed me how to, how to pull start and a little and that sort of thing. And I said, and can you maybe give me an idea where maybe we can find some fish? And so he said, yeah, well, he says, 
if you go, I didn't want to get too far out on this lake because I knew I'd get lost because once you get out there, you, everything looks like. But I, you see, you fell on the shore along, there's a big tree with an eagle's nest in it. And if you fish right below that eagle's nest, there's usually fish in there. That's okay. So we get in the boat and I managed to get us over to the eagle nest. And we walk, that's kind of a neat thing, never seen one before. And then we kind of park right below and very gently put the anchor down. And so we're going to fish. So I, in the back of the boat, of course, so I step over the seat, trying not to rock the boat because, you know, if you fall in the lake, you're no longer a fisherman, you're a swimmer. And so I just gently jump over the, the seat very carefully, and my wife's got a pole there, and so I have a mini bucket, I bought a mini bucket, so I get a little net, and I get a minnow out of there, and I put it on her hook for her, and I drop it over the side. And then I go to the mini bucket, and I get a minnow out for me, and I put the minnow bucket in the water and I turn around and very carefully step over the seat and just about to sit down when I hear this squeal and she's she's a fish so I look and her rod has been half and the fish is going around like that she knows the bluegills okay so I step back over the seat and I get the minnow bucket out and I put my minnow back in the minnow bucket and put the minnow bucket back in the water and then I get on that and I get that fish up and I take the fish off the hook and I have this live basket. I bought that special too. It's tied to the boat. So I put the fish in there because it's a nice big bluegill, really good. And so put that in the water and then I get the minnow bucket up and I get another minnow out and I put the minnow on her hook and she drops over the side and I get a minnow for myself and I put the minnow bucket down in the water and I start very carefully going to the back of the boat when she starts squealing again and so she's got another fish. <laughs> and so I go back up to the front and I pull the minnow bucket up and I put my minnow in the minnow bucket and I help let the fish up and it's another, just a huge, you know, uh, bluegill, biggest I ever saw. And so I take care of the bluegill in the, in the, in the, the basket and get another minnow and so, so and it goes back and forth. This is five times in a row. I have not had my hook in the water. Okay, now my wife's a very wise woman and she knows me and she decides then that maybe she would just read for a while. <laughs> and I said that would probably be a very good idea. And so then I got to catch a few fish and then everything was happy. And so I did take my wife fishing and uh, 10 years later I took her again. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>